the B Show. Do you remember when you were a young girl, joyful, playful, and carefree? Even into your young adulthood, you were very confident and showed up very present and powerful. Yet somehow, when your role changed, you gave up your power to the powers that be. Join me on an exploration of how the inward shows up in our collective consciousness. Are you taking the time to replenish yourself, body, mind, and soul? Are you enjoying the beauty of the full human experience? Are you free? Let's see. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, we're back this week, and we are still on the topic of self-love, and this time we're going to get into disentangling with self-love. So I chose a guest who's really good at that, and um, I love the way she shows up um, in the world and in her brand. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Thank you so much, Cordelia, for having me. It's a true honor. Yeah. we. I know we've uh, we met on LinkedIn, I guess, two or three years ago. And I guess we just missed each other. You were going to Ghana and I was going to England. So, yes, I remember when we first connected, uh, the vibe, the energy, the calmness that you also kind of emit through your energy is truly admirable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So what is disentangling? I put my own definition in the description, but what is it for you? Mm -hmm. Disentangling really means identifying who I am when everything I ever identified myself with ceased to exist, meaning what is left. If I can separate myself from what I think I am and what I truly am, there creates this, it's, this space is created, this energy space of rediscovering who I am. Uh, my journey really began when I found myself in front of this pawnbroker shop selling my precious belongings. And uh, we, two of our companies had gone bankrupt uh, at that time. This is like 10 years ago. And it was in that moment, really, um, we lost everything, every single thing. And I came to realize, like, wow, Veronica, <laughs> what's left of you? And when you really lose every single thing that you once identified yourself with, you face the truth of who you really are. Because if I'm not that business owner, because I no longer have that business, if I'm no longer that wife, because I'd lost my marriage to the, to, the, to the chaotic, traumatic situations that were going on during that time, I no longer hold that value or, or even that title. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm no longer the employer who had six employees, <laughs> then okay, so then who am I? So disentanglement really means detaching myself from what I think I am, and really going within and searching who I really am, the I. When the I is separated from the external things that are always changing, that are out of our control, what's left is what we are. And that for me is disentangling. So when we identify what we are not, we can now find a more clearer path to discover what we are. I love that. And, and, you know, what I'm hearing you also say is like somewhere along the line, we had been conditioned that the, our external world 
must be enmeshed to who we are so that we can be. Yes, that, that has been, um, I'm a teacher. Um, I know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, that's my educational background. I have a master's in educational sciences. So I've been working as a teacher for over 15 years. And I see it. We've been programmed from the very beginning, the early stages, to identify ourselves with the grades. If you are getting these kind of grades, you go into the red group. If you are getting all such flying colors, you're in the green group. And, you know, here we are, children being put into different categories, already boxed in. So, of course, what are they going to think about themselves? I hear children say, you know, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm always in the red group. I'll never get to the green group. We're already being programmed as little children to identify ourselves as, you know, to certain external things. And that depletes and deflates our self-worth, self-value, and how we perceive ourselves, which is the ultimate expression of self-confidence, uh, how we perceive ourselves. Yes. So it is a programming and detangling. I love that you even mentioned that because it means uh, detaching ourselves from what we thought we were or what we've been programmed to believe. Yeah. You know, I, I use that word a lot in my book, Detached Love. And there's a there's a specific part where I couldn't use any other word because uh, my husband had planted tomato plants in our garden, right? And by the time I got to it, like, you know how you have to train them to go in a certain way. So I hadn't put them in the cages. So I had to literally disentangle the tomato plants from the cucumber plants, no. you know? And so... Um, and it's like that uh, mm -hmm. when you're coming out of a marriage, you know, because that's a different kind of conditioning and it's a different mm -hmm. layering and label, right? You were the wife, which came with, you know, yes. so what was that like for you? Absolutely. You know, um, from my experience, from my story, um, when you choose to live passively because you feel that, you know what, um, you're not good enough to make those decisions. I remember when we were running the business together, uh, along with another business partner, um, I remember taking the back seat, thinking that, you know what, Veronica, I, who cares even what you say? Uh, what does it matter? Like, what do you really know? And it's funny because if you saw me then, you'd think I'm a confident person, right? You, but my actions and my choices were not aligned. And that really meant... Um, realizing that as long as I'm going to be living according to somebody else's expectation of who I should or shouldn't be, there's never going to be a time where I'm going to live my life truly. And is that even true love, right? And um, what had happened after a series of other events, of course, uh, that led to the final breakdown, um, I had to forgive. I had to learn to forgive. And I say learn because um, it, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, it took nights of... Um, crying your pillow until it's wet, <laughs> right? You're looking out of the window, wondering what's out there for you. Is this all there is to life? And it took days of, you know, feeling, having a pity party sometimes. <laughs> but um, but that, that, that are, those are the peaks and the valleys. You, you need to go through those emotions to finally uh, surrender to them. Surrender to them and say, until I learn to forgive myself, I cannot forgive anybody else. Hmm. Uh, and as long as I can't have peace within myself, I, I cannot experience peace. So my breakthrough was realizing to be able to experience forgiveness, I have to give forgiveness. To be able to experience peace, I have to give peace. 
And uh, that's why I'm very, very um, happy with how even the whole separation went through. It could have been very, very toxic and very traumatic. <clears throat> but being the coach back then, <clears throat> I already had the insight on how the mind worked and really um, what our mistakes are our mistakes. We know, we know not what we don't know. Right. And sometimes we make choices based on things that we are unaware of. And um, coming from a space of non-judgment, you did what you did based on what you knew. And you did what you did based on what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So I forgive you. I let go. Um, I want peace. And I choose not to um, allow the thief to come in at night mm. and, and, and steal my shine and steal my, my happiness and steal my joy. Because that's what we do when we hold on to the pain that's what we do when we are very resentful. We allow the thief to come in at night and creep in with open doors and say, yes, take away my shine, take away my greatness, take away my joy. Yeah, take it. So um, finding forgiveness within myself and giving that forgiveness was a huge part of um, how I managed to peacefully. I say peacefully because we're in very good terms now. And uh, the, the most important were the children. And for me, uh, I'm so happy that there is a healthy relationship in that way. And the children are very much, you know, they know what's going on, but they're also aware that mommy and daddy can talk and, uh, you know, they, they feel safe. For me, that was the most important. So important. I love how you talk about what I call the energetic circle of reciprocity and mm -hmm. with forgiveness, right? Yeah. You, you give it to yourself, you receive it, you give it, you're able now to give it to someone else because you've generated so much of it within yourself. And that is what gives you the peace and closes that gap of the cognitive dissidence that you mm -hmm. had been living. And, you know, you stop that cycle. Absolutely. And it, it takes intention. It takes a conscious effort to stop that. We cannot live in denial and think uh, by being resentful, um, you know, or by being uh, holding on to the pain, something good is going to come out of that. <laughs> so really, um, but the unfortunate thing is some people do hold on to the very things that bring them pain. They hold on to the very things that make them sad. They hold on to the very things that uh, keep them stuck. So for me, the key word is letting go. The key word actually for me is surrender. surrender. To, um, to de detach and disentangle is to, to surrender and let the flow of the energies, right? Um, and its innate wisdom find a way to the sunshine, right? Like a plant will always find a way. Yes, yes. That's, that's exactly why I brought the tomato plant hmm. because it was like, I hadn't done anything and it rained very little and they still flourish. You know, they uh, were still growing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they were looking for a way, right. And going yeah. in through until you came and kind of directed them and yes, detangled them and <laughs> detached them from the other uh, vegetables. Right. And, and that's what it is. That's what's happening inside, right. The, the self love is, is that light that allows, um, you you yourself to separate from the resentment and from the pain so i have another question mm. it's you know when when you're able to reach that peace and understanding the the self-forgiveness what if you're in a situation where the other person is not <clears throat> not willing to receive right not that you're you know, just saying every time you see them, I forgive you, but in no. your actions, right? You're always offering unconditional love and it's not received. 
How do you stay the course? <laughs> well, you see, the the um, I like that's why I like the equation E plus R equals O. So E are the events that go on externally, right? So in this case, your partner or the second person, the second party doesn't isn't uh, in alignment with that and doesn't want that piece and wants kind of a chaotic war or wants something that will just disrupt the whole energy. And my response is where I can only control to give the outcome that I desire. So if I want inner peace uh, and the person is not responding, the only way I can control the situation is by controlling my thoughts, <laughs> the images I produce in my mind and how I kind of the actions I take. So at this stage, um, when somebody really doesn't want to cooperate, sometimes it means just staying away, right? And um, until your boundaries are kind of respected, you cannot engage because it's not helping you or it's not helping the situation. So really letting go and sometimes taking a step back and not trying to control everybody's response because you're not in charge or not responsible for how he responds or how he reacts. You can only be in control of what you do about it. So sometimes we have, I used to suffer from this a lot, trying to control somebody's, um, how somebody perceives me or how somebody perceives the world. And why don't you see the peace? Why can't there be peace? Like, why, what, like, am I the only one that sees this? Am I the only one that feels this way? Like, why can't you? <laughs> right, right. And the truth is that we are all on different growths, so different stages of our growth and our awareness and self-enlightenment. Um, so somebody who may be enlightened in a certain stage of their growth is different from somebody else's. So I stopped trying to control how somebody should change or how somebody should be and allowed them to be on their own growth of self-discovery and awareness. The universe knows best. Who am I to interfere? So stepping back was what worked for me, stepping back, taking a step back. And if it meant um, not interacting as much, if it meant, um, you know, sometimes totally switching off contact for a while because my, my space is being disrespected and is being abused, then I just have to take that responsibility and step away um, from the situation. And if somebody is really being abusive and uh, very in a dangerous way, in a threatening, life-threatening way, then definitely some actions need to be taken. Fortunately, I didn't have to go there. <laughs> mm, so I always say um, stick to what you can control and stop trying to change others to try and fall into or fit into how you see the world and how you see things should be. Everybody's on their own journey. Um, so we can only focus on us. And that no, that's not selfish. That is actually um, protecting your peace of mind, protecting your sanity. Uh, so that you can practice that self-love and from that energy, step back and say, they're on their journey. Let them be. Let the universe take its course. That's, you know, that's exactly what I was hearing. Like you're creating this energetic love bubble that you stay within and like whatever else is there, you don't allow it to penetrate. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. And sometimes it's uh, it's easier said than done. It does take consistency. It does take take building that muscle, right, of resilience, of, of love. I feel, you know, there's so much more love I could give myself. We're, we're on this ever uh, a never ending journey of self-discovery. Like there's so much depth to who we are and what we are and what we can experience from a space of love. So it is a continuous journey. Definitely. It is 100 percent. So. <clears throat> Welcome to our viewers on Facebook and YouTube <clears throat> currently, and anyone who's watching on uh, 
LinkedIn. I keep wanting to say Instagram for some reason, I'm like <laughs> Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we're talking about disentangling with self-love. I'm here with Veronica. Please correct me with the pronunciation <laughs> of your last name. <laughs> yes, Veronica. Safua Ousu. Safua Ousu. Yes, Safua is my middle name, my Ghanaian name. Okay. And Ousu is my my, my maiden name, my is it my my family's name, yes. My dad is from Kumasi, Ashanti region in Ghana. Okay. Yes, so that's... And, and it's funny because Safua actually means a uh, key. <laughs> and as I always say, the key to unlocking people's potential. <laughs> yeah, you are. See, this is the thing. Our names actually, they give us the vibration of who mm -hmm. we are meant to be. Yes, um, there's a power. Did you go back to the meaning of your name when you were you know, going on this journey of self-love, I'm curious. Mm. So I never used Safua in the very beginning, right? Ever since uh, when I left Ghana to go to Poland and to do my master's, I was Veronica Ousu. I never really used Safua um, until I, you know, started on the journey of self-discovery and uh, started my coaching. And I'm like, there's this fearless word that has been unleashed. Who is she? What's her name? Safua. That's who mm. she is. So I, from that time on, I started, um, I added my, my name, Safua. So some people call me Saf Safi. Wow. <laughs> some people call me V. <laughs> okay. So you know, um, it, it's it's the, 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 these personas that we embody on this journey. The core stays the same. The value stays the same. But there are different personas to our being that you know uh, that we can embody to achieve different things in our lives. You know, self love. Self love is such a huge part of my healing and of my my journey um and it's a beautiful experience but you need to go through the thorns and you need to go through the hills and the valleys to kind of um embody that meaning of self-love yeah i i was wondering like one of the things that come up a lot for me this probably comes up in your coaching sessions as well is like really what is self-forgiveness and you know what does that have to do with gratitude i saw one of your recent posts where you were um talking about those two concepts it sounded very clear to me but i'm just if you could explain that for our viewers and listeners um that the interplay between gratitude and self-forgiveness and how that really helps to fuel your self-love. Mm -hmm. Wow. Self-forgiveness for me is simply being kind to myself and to the past mistakes that I may have made. Uh, self-forgiveness really means not beating myself up uh, when, you know, things are not going as planned. It means simply having compassion and understanding that I am having this human experience and uh, and what it means to be human is that we have these sense sensors, right? And we sense things. The eyes sees things. The the the, the ears hear things. We touch things. We smell things, right? So all these sensors sensors are receiving things from the external world. And I, the higher self, me, not Veronica, because Veronica is just a name I respond to. Really, right? I could be called Susan tomorrow, <laughs> but yes. So I, I um, have to acknowledge that this is a, quite a chaotic body to live in, right? <laughs> I'm expressing all these things like, shit, like, what the hell was that? Oh, 
you get all these things. So being aware that I am experiencing, I can be more loving. Mm. Being aware that I am the one that sees, but I'm not that what sees. I am just the one that experiences it. And just it's it's in my energy field, just like a beam of light, like, like a torchlight, right? You shed the light on that and that's what you see. That's what's in front of you. Does it identify you? No, I'm the subject. It, I never change. The object can always change. I always see. I always hear. I always touch. I always feel different things. So self-forgiveness means, you know, I'm having this human experience and bloody hell, there's no manual to it. so yes i'm allowed i'm allowed to i'm allowed to learn i'm allowed to kind of experience and figure out okay this didn't work okay what else do i want to experience i can't go there oh this wasn't very nice okay i've experienced it fine but that's not who i am let's see what else so self-forgiveness meaning it really means understanding who you are for me it boils down to that because if i think that I am my emotions. If I think that I'm what I feel and I'm feeling this, so this is what who I am. I'm having these messages in my mind that I'm not good enough. So that's that's actually, that's true. That's who I am. No. So self-forgiveness means really knowing who I am and that I am not my emotions. I'm not, uh, you know, these, these feelings that are generated from the chemical reactions that go on in my brain that produce a hormone that allows my heart to beat faster that allows my hands to go sweaty that's just the the chemical reactions that's going up am i that i'm experiencing it yeah so going to the core the chronic issue will help us understand and practice self-forgiveness like that's not me that's what i experienced but that doesn't identify me and then from that space you can be grateful um okay this is what i've got to experience i'm grateful for that fine I'm grateful for what was because it's led me to discover more about my being and my light and how I can shine brighter. But most importantly, I'm grateful for what is coming. That I feel is a next level gratitude, which I still am mastering. But being grateful for what is coming requires a huge sense of self-love, (laughs) self-trust. That what is coming my way has already been done as long as my mind can perceive it, as long as my spirit can see it in their mind's eye, as I close my eyes, I can envision myself, I can see myself, it's already already been created. I'm grateful for that vision because it already is in another dimension of now. We're going a bit deep here. But no, absolutely where I want to go. And that's like I've more in on the second part because like what you just said is the, the gratitude comes with, being grateful for the human experience and acknowledging that it is an experience, Mm. you know? So yeah, I love that part. We'll be right back. The free to be show is sponsored by the ultimate coach. The ultimate coach is about the work of Steve Hardison, but he really says that it's a book about being, it's all about you. There's specific instructions on the back of the book so that you change your being. And look, it works. These are pictures of actual readers. And this is a library in a company and they're using it to activate their employees. Follow us on Instagram at the ultimate coach book. And now back to the show. So, you know, I have actually invited you to this group on LinkedIn, which I'm, I'm, uh, in charge of. So, um, I wanted to get into, I know you probably haven't read the book yet, 
But mm -hmm. in the book of being, that's what it is really about. Everything that we've already talked about in the first half, how we're being. And so you were just getting into the foundational pieces of how to change how you're being. Mm -hmm. So tell us more. <laughs> so we're talking about being grateful and self-forgiveness and what that actually means. Self-forgiveness meaning knowing who you are and detaching yourself from what you're not so that you can have that space of, okay, reflection, that space of experience, that space of, aha, this is what I'm feeling, but is that who I am? If I don't like how I'm feeling, okay, thank you for that experience. Now, not what do I want to experience now? And the soul, the spirit is always looking for new experiences to experience itself, right? And, you know, uh, talking about gratitude, we are, of course, grateful for those experiences as we have grown in spirit to become more aware, self-aware and shine brighter but also being grateful for what is coming, right? Because the truth is when we close our eyes and we can envision ourselves, sometimes, you know, I close my eyes and I see myself on the stage in front of an audience, in front of thousands of women and we're all dancing and we're all being empowered. You know, like sometimes you see it. And I know that vision has already been created. It already exists because creation happens twice within before it happens without. So what I can see is already there. And we know that the all, the, all there is is now. There's no tomorrow because tomorrow will come and I'll like, yeah, it's, we're still in now. Yes. <laughs> Next year will come and I was sitting and having this conversation and all there is will be now. So really, um, the linear explanation of time is a bit flawed because it's not linear. <laughs> There's only now. So when we look at the vision and being grateful for what is coming in our minds, like what's already been created, we can be grateful for what is to come in the future because really all there is is now. And what I see in my mind's eye already exists. And if it already exists, why shall I not be grateful for it? Yes. It's all how you perceive things and how you understand things that allow us to really flourish in the way we think so that we can flourish in the way we do so that we can flourish in, the, in what we have. Yes. And you're also really saying like in that, that gratitude is the last piece that pulls in what's for us from the veil, you know, mm -hmm. and the veil, just like time is an illusion. Yes. Right? There is no veil. The veil is our own barrier that we create if we choose to create it. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's a beautiful way of seeing it as well. You know, it's, it's all how we see it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's all perception. It kind of, it all boils down to how we perceive. Ultimately, you know, I say when talking about self-love and how we feel these frustrations sometimes within our soul, we feel we're not in alignment, we feel stuck, we feel frustrated, we feel overwhelmed, we feel depressed, sad, angry, all these emotions that are on a lower frequency. Those are signs, those are messages, messages of the soul saying, oh, I want to experience something different. Oh, I want to you know, be something more. Those are all messages. And if only we pause to listen and acknowledge them and say, okay, and out of self-love, okay, what do I really want and what can I do to achieve it? Who do I need to become? And focus on that, focus your energy. They say where, um, how does it go? Where focus goes, energy flows. Yeah. I kind of changed it and say where energy goes, creation flows. Yeah. Uh, so it's all about that because we are all ultimately vibrational, energetic beings having this human experience. Let's talk more about that. I, yes. It's like we have the same brain. <laughs> I feel like that. Like I'm reading your stuff sometimes. I'm like, I was thinking that. 
But I can't post it now because Veronica posted it. No, oh, no, you can't. You can't come on. I have it my own way, of course. Mm, but, absolutely. You know, so that's exactly how I feel, right? So we don't even look the way we appear. That's just our human eyes. That's all that our human eyes can capture. But we're like complete energy fields. And we misuse most of it because mm. we misunderstand most of it. Mm. Yeah, that's what I hear you saying too. Yes, and uh, and the misunderstanding is part of the process. It's like we were we were born kind of our our memory was kind of um, wiped out, just so that we can remember. You know, just so that we can remember. And I like this phrase that I heard once. It was remember. So member. So reconnect. It's, yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because so that was a wonderful explanation that I heard. I forgot where I heard it from, but uh, as I was doing my readings back, and you know, I love reading, and um, I think the more we read, the, the the more we become aware, and then when we apply what we read and what we te we teach what we read, the more it, it's okay, ingrained. That part again. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, because like this is this is one thing that you know i am not really happy seeing this like oh you have to read these books and this is going to elevate you and repeat what you just said yes when you read you have to teach what you read so that you can have it ingrained in you that when you teach it that's when you know it's it, it has the power <laughs> and when you teach it you, you live you're living it yes and as you're living it you're now you know putting making it a part of you because ultimately uh information is information information doesn't do anything Okay, we contextualize it and it becomes knowledge. Okay, and then knowledge needs to be applied, applied knowledge so that we have the transformation and the results that we seek in our lives. Otherwise, it's just like being a donkey walking with books on its back. Just saying, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have to, we have to live the talk. We have to walk the talk and, yes. um, and that will change who we are vibrationally. Mm. So, you know, one of the things that I've, I've started to study um, and I haven't gotten really far into um, is Tantra. And, mm. you know, this is like a, one of the things it says is that our pores are like antennae, mm. right? And so whatever energy we are, like you said, focusing on, that's what we pull towards us. Mm. So. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's very true. And uh, we see this uh, very basic example is uh, our patterns in uh, the pattern we create in, in our relationships. Very, very simple. You know, sometimes you wonder why do we have to keep on attracting the same kind of people, you know, different body, <laughs> but same kind of person, right? Uh, it's because we are kind of, um, we are attracting that pattern into our lives because we haven't broken the cycle. Um, I definitely experienced that after my separation with my former husband, you know, um, I, the next partner I had was like, hmm, yes, after a while, I realized that the, I saw the same flags and I was very close to ignoring the flags again. You see, that's the thing. We ignore the flags. It's not that, you know, we are attracting as such, but we are tolerating because what if you, you saw it at the, the, the very set go and you saw those signs and you, you, you acknowledge that these, this is crossing my boundaries. This is not the standard of love that I want to experience because the cuts for the standard of love that I have for myself is way much higher than that. So how could that be? And then saying, no, 
I am not going to indulge anymore. See, that's what the problem. So it's not about attracting as such. Yes, we do. Right. But then we do choose to indulge. We do choose to uh, entertain that energy. And right. That's really, uh, that needs to change. So um, from that experience with that partner in particular, I learned something very powerful about myself that I have the power to hold my boundaries hmm. and uh, say no <laughs> and step back. And as painful as it may feel, when you, after a, f- a few months you, you detach yourself emotionally, you like you look back and you're like, wow, thank you, Veronica. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank yes. you for that experience. Yes, too, you know, you, you can really need that. Yes. Like, and when you come out of the whole tunnel that seems so dark and painful and like, oh, what is my life going to look like without this person or something? Like, wow. I was that close to giving in or I was that close to accepting. I was that close to tolerating. So that really empowered me even more. So over the years, right, um, the, the partner that I finally kind of attracted into my life, I can say, um, uh, is, is, is now on, on a vibrational frequency that I can say, yes, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Let's observe and see if this is finally something that, yes, is worth <laughs> the time and the energy and the commitment. So at the end of the day, we women have to empower ourselves to make those choices for ourselves. But it means having your standards. I talk about standards a lot because every restaurant has a standard. They have five-star hotels, four-star <laughs> hotels, three-star hotels, two-star hotels. And, the, and in a five-star hotel, once I went to my with my friend to a restaurant and um, it, we had to book ahead of time and we had to pay for the booking. A right. few pounds, but we had to pay that we booked it. And if you became if you came late, um, they they took <laughs> the the um, the money that you had paid. And if you came on time, well, then they would refund it into the whatever meal that you had um, you oh. order. Standard. So no, nobody's late. <laughs> wow. Everybody's on time. Standards, right? And yeah. somebody can say, "Oh, wow, that's just so silly." Oh, come on, uh, how could you? Why would they? Oh, well, it all depends on you. And it's okay if you don't want that standard, but you need to set that for yourself. That's so important, you know, and you're right. It's, I I think the best part of disentangling is that is the, those are the trenches of understanding Mm -hmm. how to be a stand for your boundaries. Um, Those are the trenches to understand what it takes to love you. Mm. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and this, these kind of insights don't come overnight. You know, um, you need to experience it and to realize and to learn about yourself. So um, I'm so grateful for all the teachings and the learnings that I've experienced personally, uh, so that I can become a better person than I am today. And I always say, look back and say, thank you, Veronica, for standing up for sticking to it when you know, you know, you could have easily not. (laughs) And now I have a responsibility for my future, oh, future, <laughs> for my future self to hold to the standards so that she can manifest herself so that when the time comes five years down the line, she too can look back and say, Veronica, thank you. And that's, that's a good point because we are at the beginning of the year and people feel still that they need um, to have resolutions. Mm. Um, and I just challenge that to say you have to have declarations because the difference is you would be speaking life into your life with full belief within mm-hmm. your entire being. Yeah. 
Uh, declarations is a much powerful word with conviction. You know, it's like making yourself a promise. Yeah, and um, you know, until <clears throat> we change, nothing changes, and what got us here will not get us there. So, it really requires the, the self, um, the inner work done first. Yeah. So, Veronica, I really appreciate having you on here. Your wisdom is just like you. You were like the perfect person for this topic. And um, I would, I didn't even know that because I hadn't chosen the title. Remember, I just went to go text it. I sent it to you like a few days back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like things happen when they're supposed to happen. That's true. That is true. Hi, Laura. Laura's <clears throat> declarations are a promise, a commitment to yourself. I appreciate this perspective. Yeah. Yes. And I had the beautiful Laura on last week. So um, I thank you so much for this. And and because of this process and who you're being, you are your brand, you know? And um, so I have more about your brand and how people can connect with you um, for your impact course. Um, yeah, impact course creation. So creation, course, that's yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. So, oh, thank you, Sheree, for being here the whole time. Um, and... For those of you who watched and listened, um, sharing is loving. And if you benefited, share this with another heart, with another soul. Um, there's so many ways to disentangle. There's so many different things that we disentangle from. In this conversation, we were mostly talking about intimate relationships. But think about you know, your job situations, maybe things going on within your family, within friendships. Um, or just things or choices that you're making that you may not be aware that you're making, um, you can choose to disentangle with loving yourself first. And now for my favorite part of the show. So we talked about a lot of things. What would be your one word to, um, to really express what we, ex what we shared today? Mm. Wow. Enlightenment, I think, mm -hmm. uh, would be it. Uh, because with an enlightened perspective on life, you can truly come to practice true self-love. Enlightenment. Enlighten your soul. <laughs> Enlighten your life. Open your eyes. Wake up so you can see with your eyes closed. Yes, 100%. All right. Well, thank you. and Thank you. Um, I, I got to have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Cordelia, for inviting me. Very, very grateful. Absolutely my pleasure. It's a joy. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body. Be in your soul, be in your spirit, you know, be free until next week.